welcome to the Virtually Done podcast. My name is Gemma and I am the founder of Virtually Done. It makes me so happy that you're here listening to these episodes. So please do feel free to tag me on social media and let me know what you think. I really hope you're able to take something away from every single episode that you can implement into your business. So let's dive in. A question I get asked all of the time, and if you are a coach listening to this, I'm sure you will relate to this as well, is how do I get clients? I have a Facebook group called the Virtually Done Community, and every time somebody joins, we ask them a series of questions, one of which is, what is your biggest problem in business right now? And you will not be surprised to learn that nine out of 10 of those responses are, I don't know how to get clients or something similar. Now, I completely understand this desire to get the clients because ultimately, without a business, without clients, sorry, you don't have a business. And it's also something that we're not taught, right? You might think, right, well, I did a a business degree or I did a marketing degree and I know how to do some elements of business, but I was never taught how to actually go and get a client. So I completely understand the desire for an answer to that question. But what I believe is that actually you're asking the wrong question. Because let's say, for example, I answered your question and said, okay, here you go. Here's a method. Here's a strategy. Here's a template. Send this out. Email it to people. If you email it to 100 people, you'll get a couple of clients statistically. Now, great. That might work. That might work for you right now. But things change. Things change every single day in business. And things that work now will not work in 50 years' time. You know, 50 years ago, methods for promoting would have been putting leaflets through doors putting ads in newspapers. Those methods are not as successful now because there are new methods being used. So if I taught you one specific strategy, it may fix your problem right now, but you're probably going to come up against a new problem in a few years time of, okay, my old strategy doesn't work. I need something new. How do I get clients? And you're asking the same question again. Similarly, if you're currently a service provider, you might find that that strategy works really well for you. But then fast forward a few years, you decide you're going to start a new business or perhaps your partner starts a business and you're like, well, hang on a minute. That strategy doesn't work for this business model. Now I need a new strategy. How do I find clients? And you keep coming back to that same question. So what I believe is rather than asking, how do I get clients? It should be, how do I make sales? Right. How do I learn how to be a better salesperson? Because then if you have skills that are general to the world of selling if you start a new business if you go from a service provider to product based or vice versa or you know the world changes and you need to update and have a new strategy a new marketing technique if you know confidently how to sell the things that you do your life is going to be a hell of a lot easier and so sometimes I will say to people oh you need to learn how to sell and they say no I need to learn how to get a client and I'm like no you need to learn how to sell So in this podcast, I'm going to go through five key sales tricks that you may be missing. And now I could talk about sales forever. And as you guys know, my background is in psychology. So I always try and bring an element of sales psychology into everything that I do. Um, And it is worth saying that not everything works for everybody. I might cover some things here that you think, "Mm, I don't think that's quite for me. That's totally okay. Take what you want, leave the rest. Um, But I'm going to cover five things that hopefully you'll find really interesting. So the first one is you cannot do what you don't believe you can do. And before you write me off and say, oh, gosh, she's talking about mindset already. This is true. okay? and there's been so many studies done on this. 
that if you don't believe something is possible, you will not do it. So if you have, um, let's say you go into a networking meeting for the first time and you wake up and you think, I can't do this. I can't make sales. I can't get clients. I'm going to go into this meeting and be super awkward. I won't be able to talk to anybody. I'm not going to make connections. And, you know, you talk about all the things that you don't think you're going to be able to do. That is what will happen. Okay, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I'm going to do a whole separate podcast on this. So, you know, I'm going to go into more detail later on. But if you believe that something won't work, it won't work. So if you're thinking every single day, oh, I can't get clients, this is never going to work for me. And then you're confused about why it's not working for you and you're not getting clients. Your mindset may well be that big block. And I know that's not what you want to hear. And you want to be told, here's the answer. Here's exactly what you need to go and do. Here's a strategy. You don't need to work on mindset at all. But I would be lying to you if I told you that, right? Because you have to believe it's possible before it's possible. And now you might be saying, but Gemma, I once did this thing that I didn't think was possible. Or my friend did this thing that she didn't think was possible. Yes, it does sometimes happen where we achieve something that we didn't realize we could achieve. But usually what happens, not every single time, but a large percentage of the time, we then ruin that. Okay, we self-sabotage. So let's say you thought, oh, there's no way I'm going to earn more than 3K a month. And then one month something happens and you earn 10K and you're like, oh, my goodness, I never thought this was possible. The chances are you won't retain that because you will self-sabotage and you will bring yourself back down to the 3k that you thought you were capable of earning and there's so much interesting research around this and I talk about it a lot in terms of earning because this is what people tend to trip up on they think I'm only earning 2k months but I want to be earning 20k months and then I ask the question okay well what do you think you're capable of earning and they will say oh probably like 2.5 and I'm like well there you go that's what's stopping you so what I would say is you know if you want to go and work on this right now today Look at what you think you're capable of doing and actually come to terms with like, okay, these are the, the kind of boundaries I'm putting in place for myself right now. These are the restrictions I'm putting in place for the business. And then look at how you can grow that. So if you do think you're capable of earning £2,000 a month and you eventually want to get to 10000 don't just straight away be like, I'm going to get to 10000 Gemma says that if I just keep telling myself I can get to 10000 I'll get there because that's a massive jump. And chances are your brain won't fully comprehend it. So take it in steps. So maybe have an affirmation somewhere or a reminder that pops up on your phone that says, I can get to 3K. And have your goal to be 3K and keep believing that it's possible. And then when you do get to your 3K, then you might tell yourself, okay, I can earn 5K. And eventually, if you keep pushing it up, you will get to your 10K. But if you don't believe that it's ever possible, it's going to be really, really hard for you to do it. So number one is you cannot do what you don't think you can do. Number two is don't sell past the close. And what I mean by this is sometimes we try to oversell. We, um, someone will message us and say, what are your prices, for example? Now, in that situation, they have not asked for our life story. They have not asked to see every testimonial in the world. They have not asked all of the details on timings and delivery methods and all those things, they have simply asked one question. All you need to do is answer that one question. So if someone says, what's the price? And you say, oh, it's you know, £2,000. Great. You've answered the question. 
if they say what's the price and you say oh it's two thousand pound but i know that sounds expensive so we have payment plans and it is over three months so actually if you work it out per hour it's really cheap and you only need to do x amount of hours in order to get that money back and, ugh, and you go off on this massive rant you've almost oversold it to the point where they start thinking she's not very confident at the point where you oversell and you keep trying to give reasons and evidence why they should join and why that price is acceptable at that point you actually come across as not being confident in your price when all they asked you was for the price they didn't ask for all the other stuff so when you have got to the point of closing a sale don't oversell it and the way I like to think about this is you know when you were a kid and you you were like prepping yourself to ask your parents for something perhaps you wanted to go somewhere or you wanted your parent to drive you somewhere whatever it might be and you're like you're building it up in your head you're like right I'm going to do this I can totally do this I'm going to be persuasive I've been really good today and you go and ask them maybe it's can we go to McDonald's for dinner and they say yes as soon as you've got your yes leave right you've already got the answer you wanted doesn't matter if it was easier than you thought leave what we tend to do sometimes is we oversell it even though we've closed the sale we carry on trying to sell so your parent might say yes we can go to mcdonald's for dinner and you say good because i've been really good and I, I did this earlier and i did a really good job at school and and i really think i deserve it and blah and you might ramble to the point where they actually take it back so don't sell past the close the third thing, and this is a really, really big one, and again, this is a huge topic, but focus on the transformation. So many people are trying to sell the service. People don't buy your services, they buy the transformation. Okay, think about this in terms of anything, like if you buy a, build, buy a builder, <laughs> if you hire a builder to come and build, I don't know, an office in your garden, for example, say you've got to that point where you're, you're, you can afford to build an office, you're really, really excited you're not paying that builder for his bricks, right? You're not getting really excited about the bricks. You're paying for the life he's going to give you. He's going to build this office that you've always wanted. It's going to be like this amazing place where you can go and work and you're going to furnish it in a way that makes you really productive and you're going to run meetings from there and your Zoom course, it's going to be incredible and you're going to feel like this powerful, successful woman. That's what you're buying. So that's what the builder needs to sell you. He needs to say, I'm going to take this off your hands. You just tell me what you need and I'm going to build it for you and it's going to be perfect and you're going to have this incredible space. If he starts rambling on about the types of bricks he's using, you're probably going to kind of switch off because that's not what you're buying. You're buying the transformation. So if you're a service provider, let's say you are a virtual assistant, because I know a lot of you are, if you start saying, hey, would you like to work with me? I do admin and I do email management and I can book in your calls for you. Some people might be sold by that, but the majority are going to think, I don't really care about those things. If instead you sell the transformation, tell them what their life is going to be like after you work with them, tell them how they're going to feel, tell them what benefit there's going to be. You know, you need to Think about the before and after. We love to see before and afters, you know, whether it's like a bad hairstyle and, it, and then it looking beautiful, or whether it's someone who's lost loads of weight or someone who's, you know, we love the before and after. We love transformations as humans. So you want to almost tell that person, hey, you are currently here. I'm going to work with you and I'm going to take you to here, which is exactly where you want to be. So don't just list out your services. Sell the transformation that you're providing because people buy with emotion. They buy because they want more time with their kids or 
they want to feel less stressed or they want to be able to show up 100% in their relationships or they want to be able to launch a charity on the side or they want to have more time to go for runs in the morning because that's what they love. If you just say, I'm going to give you email management, nobody is excited by email management. But if you say, I'm going to take your emails off your hands and I can see that currently you're spending three hours a day in your emails, that means you get an extra three hours a day to go and do X, Y, and Z that you love, that makes you happy, that's going to have a positive impact on your family, blah, blah, blah. So sell the transformation and focus on the transformation when you have your sales calls or when you're creating your content or when you're putting your website together. That's what you want to focus on. Number four is that you might be focusing on you instead of them. So as I just said, talking about the transformation for them is important. In order to be able to talk about their transformation and get that across to them, you need to be thinking about them. Now, what I mean by this is if you are going to get on a sales call with somebody and you spent the whole day thinking, oh, I'm really stressed about that sales call. What if they don't buy from me? I really hope they do. This would buy my new um, dress that I want from ASOS and that would make me feel really good. And if they don't say yes, I'm going to feel really sad about it. You're getting onto that call just thinking about yourself. And now don't get me wrong, in life and in business, it's really important to put yourself first. But in those moments, if you show up in this energy of just thinking about yourself and just thinking about the benefit things are going to have to you, you're not showing up prioritizing that client or potential client. And therefore, you're going to really struggle to talk about their transformation because you're too busy thinking about your transformation. So in order for you to show up and be fully present with this potential client, you need to be thinking, okay, I really want to help this person, right? And ideally, if you love what you do, you're going to really feel that as well. You really want to help this person. You really want to help transform their life in whatever way. And you really want to demonstrate to them on this sales call that this is what you're really, really passionate about. So by all means, before your call, do what you need to do to feel good, right? Whether that's getting dressed in a fancy outfit. I know someone put heels on under the table for their call and that works for them to make them feel, you know, like a strong person but do what you need to do and then come to your desk and think okay what does this potential client or current client need from me what energy do I need to show up in for them to want to work with me what do I want to get across in this call in this meeting what do I need to research about them before this call focus on them because a lot of the time we're too busy focusing on us and what we want and what we don't want that we forget to even prioritize the client and ultimately that person and we all know this from things that we've all bought and invested in we want to feel important if you were going to sign up to work with me one-to-one for example and there was no personal kind of conversation with me I didn't really get to know you you felt like you were just one of many people you know going down like a kind of conveyor belt of here's the contract here's the invoice blah 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 you don't get anything from me you're going to feel like you're not important, you're not priority, I don't really care about you as a human, you're just someone making me money. Now, that's not how anyone wants to feel. That's not the sort of relationship that's going to make you say yes to an investment. You want to feel like in this person's world, you are really, really important and this person has really taken time to find out about you, find out if you're a good fit for what they offer, really wants to help you progress. That's what's going to make people buy. So make sure you're focusing on them and not you. And the final thing, which, you know, you might kind of dismiss as being a not very good trick, but bear with me on it, is to track your progress. 
Now, it's very difficult to improve in any area of business if you're not tracking your progress. And this might be statistics, it might be conversion rates, you know, depending on your business, it will look different for everybody. But let's say you currently think you suck at sales. And then for the next 12 months, you really try, you know, maybe you implement some of the things I'm talking about. Perhaps you sign up for my next sales bootcamp. You really try and improve your sales ability. And then in a year's time, you say, mm, I still don't think I'm very good at it. I still don't think it's working. The only way to know if it's working or not is to track your progress. So something that might be really good is to look at your conversion rates. So how many people each month reach out to you and want to book on a sales call? How many of those people go from sales call to sign the contract with you? How many of those people re-sign after their contract ends? Okay, and the idea would be that if you track it often enough, you can see the patterns. Is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Is it staying the same? Without you tracking those things, you don't know if you're progressing or not. And when you're in the business, it's very hard to see your progress because you're in it every day. It's a bit like, you know, when you have a baby and you live with that baby and you see them grow every single day, you don't notice massive change. But then someone might come around and they haven't seen your baby for a few months and they're like, oh, my goodness, he's triple the size. Because they haven't been in the house with you, they notice the, the kind of size difference. And it's the same with business. Because you're in the business every day, you don't always notice the progress you're making, you know, the conversions you're making, the amount of retention that you've got with people working with you. Because you're so involved in the business and all these other things and you're running around thinking about everything, you don't think about actually all of my clients are staying with me, which would be an amazing achievement. So have some sort of system where you can track things. And, you know, like I say, this will vary depending on if you're service-based or product-based, depending on what it is you offer. But you want to be looking over a, a period of time. So, for example, a year, is that increasing? Are you selling more? Are you getting more leads? Perhaps you're not getting more leads, but are you getting more qualified leads? Are they better leads? Is your conversion on the phone higher than it used to be? Are you actually converting people without even getting on the phone, which you couldn't do before? So make sure you're tracking a range of different things, because if, for example, you used to get all your leads on a call and now you don't get them on a call anymore because you're able to sign them in, in the inbox, your stats might say, oh, you used to have 10 calls a month and now you have zero. Based on that, you might think, right, well, I suck. But actually, if you look deeper, if you used to have, you know, 10 calls a month, but only two converted and now you have no calls, but you have five conversions from your emails, you're actually doing better and it's taking you less time. So track a range of different things and make sure you track regularly. So check in with this, you know, monthly or ideally even more often, maybe weekly. And then look at the patterns and see what's working, what isn't. Make sure you actually track your progress so that if you're progressing, you're actually celebrating it. Because sometimes we miss it when we're in it. So those are my five. So track your progress. Make sure you actually believe what you're trying to do, because if you don't believe it, you can't do it. Don't sell past the close. If someone says yes, accept their yes. Focus on the transformation rather than just trying to sell a service or a product. And finally, make sure you're focusing on them and not you. Really hope that was helpful. I'm going to film some more of these kind of sales related podcasts because I think they're so interesting and so needed as well. So next time you find yourself saying, oh, how do I get the clients? Maybe rephrase your question and make it, how can I improve my sales ability? Because improving your ability to sell 
it's going to have such a positive impact on so many areas of your life and you know any business or job that you have in future it's still going to be applicable whereas if you only perfect one specific strategy for what you currently do if that strategy becomes outdated or if you switch what you offer you're going to be stuck and looking again for a new strategy a strategy is great but if you can nail the sales skills that's going to be more beneficial than any strategy will be